Welcome. I'm Warren Odess Gillette, and this is A Baha'i Perspective. Welcome to A Baha'i Perspective. I recorded an interview with Sahar Sabadi on January 11, 2021. Sahar authors a short story collection called Chills, which we talk about in the interview. We also talk about her illustrated books for young children and her young adult series called Spirit Within Club. She has a blog which you can find at sahar'sblog.com, which she describes in the interview. I started the interview by asking Sahar where she grew up and what was religious life like growing up. Well, I grew up in a Baha'i family. I grew up in multiple countries. It was very important to my parents to figure out how to live according to the sacred scripture of the Baha'i faith. They always encouraged me from, from a young age when we would be talking about something. They would often be like, well, let's see what the scripture says, what the writings say. So obviously they would help me a lot more when I was younger. Um, and when I was older, I mean, I would go out to it myself and I would bring, you know, the sacred scripture to the table and we'd talk about it. And because my parents pioneered to with me to a few countries, it brought me into contact with various ways of thinking, including thinking about the sacred scripture uh, and about storytelling and its relationship with leading a spiritual life. And this really changed a lot about my perspective on a lot of things. You mentioned pioneering. What is that? When a Baha'i community is uh, looking to grow, sometimes they ask other Baha'is to come and help reinforce some of the community building activities that are already going on there. So my parents volunteered and they were requested to go to Guinea, which was the last place we went to. How old were you when you went to your first country, or were you born in another country? I was three, I think, and the last one I returned when I was 17, so I went straight to university back here in Canada. How many countries did you go to? As a child, three. Three countries? Yes, and okay. then when I grew up, I had the chance also of living in Israel for four years, which was also very interesting and right. amazing, actually. So you were three when you went to your first country and you, had, mm-hmm. you, and you had traveled to three countries. Do you know how your parents found out about the Baha'i faith? My parents were born into Baha'i families. Like we're a multiple generation Baha'i family. Mm-hmm. So it was a big part of my, their lives also from the beginning. You're a writer of short stories as well as a children's illustrated book author. When did writing become an interest to you growing up? So writing became an interest to me very early on. I'm from a family of very avid readers. So books were an integral part of my life since I can remember. There are pictures of me with aunts and uncles and cousins and my parents just reading. Writing came into my life when I was 10, 11 years old. I was telling scary stories to my family, to my cousins, mostly to my sisters and my cousins. I was kind of terrifying them. Some of them still have issues with my parents' basement because of the (laughs) stories I used. And I really 
again, sincerely apologize to them for that. <laughs> so my mom was like, why don't you, you know, write a short story collection of all these wonderful, scary stories instead of telling them to your poor sisters and cousins. Actually, my first book was when I was around 10 years old and it was, I illustrated it myself and it was a bunch of scary stories. And I see you carried that on to, I guess, adulthood with your short story collection called Chills. Yes. Which includes stories, very interesting topics, like how the same people are impossibly spotted in two different places at once. Another is about a man considering murdering the husband of a woman he loves. And another about two sisters driving home very early in the morning and a driverless car appears out of the fog and follows them home. So this is uh, this is very, uh, very intriguing. So I was going to ask you what inspired you to write this, Sandra, but you've been inspired since you were 10 years old to write this kind of material. <laughs> Stories that are typically scary to people were not scary to me. I don't know why. Some might argue that maybe I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I don't know. I, for me, it was always obviously not true. I was a kid when I discovered the X-Files hmm. and I watched it and it was more of an exploration of other themes rather than the scary part that was interesting to me. It's almost like the fact that it's a ghost story allowed me to delve more deeply into concepts and themes. So for me, this was what those scary stories were. And for me, this is what I was trying to do with Chills. Um, it was at the time, or even actually this con conversation continues today, I was engaged in a conversation with a group of friends about how stories about the supernatural can really be powerful metaphors for spiritual battles. So Chills was one of my first systematic experiments in trying to generate reflections on our own fears that keep us from leading a vibrant life. So the two sisters driving home and a driverless car appears. Like it's like I was trying, I was reflecting on people making excuses not to go and do service for the community, not getting out of the comfort zone. And, and at the end, there's nothing really there. In retrospect, when I read back, I'll be very honest, I go back to this short story collection and I kind of am like, okay, I don't think, I think I completely failed this experiment. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, and I, I often debate taking it off. I'm like, oh no, this was a terrible experiment. This makes no sense. What kind of point am I trying to make? But I also think it's powerful to leave your mistakes out there so that other people can read this and be like, oh, she was a terrible writer at the beginning. Oh, maybe I can do it too. <laughs> So that's well, why could... every once in a while I'm kind of like, oof, you know, this was a failed experiment. But I think it's also a reflection of my journey in writing. So I left it. And also it could still be very entertaining if you miss the uh, opportunity to make a spiritual point <laughs> to <tried>. it. <laughs> You're a children's illustrated book author. What books have you created in this genre? I have two that were self-published last year. Nala Says Her Prayers and Star and Her Family Host a Feast. And there are two more in this series coming out. Hopefully this year we're working on them. And that is a specific series that I created to fill a perceived void of books about Baha'i personal 
and community life. So aspects of Baha'i personal and community life that a lot of parents want to present to their Baha'i children, introduce them to these concepts. In addition, you've written a young adult series called Spirit Within Club. So what is this series about and what inspired you to write this series? I plan it to be an eight book series. Two of them are available now. The series starts when the group of kids, the main characters, are 10 years old. They decide to create a club, and initially they just want to spend time together. But they very quickly realize that they also want to help build a better world together. And each book will follow the group of kids through one school year as they deal you know, with normal life, like school bullies, parents losing their jobs, parents divorcing, people getting sick and hospitalized, the normal life stuff. Parallel to this, they're also trying to figure out how to build a better world together. They do that. They naturally come together. They start having conversations. They reach out to older youth in the com- in their community who kind of take them under their wing and have regular consultations and reflections with the kids. Then they start engaging in acts of service. And as the series goes along, they kind of put these acts of service together into a pattern of a life of service. It's basically what the story is going to be about. And it's multicultural. There's kids from different religious backgrounds coming together. It's kind of helping children and, well, I should say preteens and teens who don't see representation of this kind of attitude in the media today. It, it really serves to help them see themselves. I served as a junior animator and coordinator for a number of years. As I was accompanying animators and junior youth and their parents, many questions and stories came out. And I used to take notes uh, during the service as coordinator and animator. So a lot of the stories are based on these conversations that actually happened. And then what came out of this service was there was really not a lot of content, if any, available that really represents people anxiously concerned with the needs of the age we are living in. So that's where the series was born. It was really to offer a certain representation of this population to this population as well. So why did you call the series Spirit Within Club? I didn't have a title when I started writing this book. I started writing it. And as I was writing the second story, it came. It just, the name made sense as I was writing it. So if you want, um, I have an excerpt actually about this. The excerpt I picked is exactly about how the name came about. So if you want, I can read it and you'll see why I named it. That'd be great. Sure. Okay. Okay, let me get the page. Okay, so this is an excerpt from Chapter 2 of Spirit Within Club, the first one in the series. And it's how the name of the club came to be. So at this point, the protagonists in the book have decided they want to form a club, but they need to find a name by the deadline to register the club at their school. So here we go. We were to have an obstacle course. I usually love obstacle courses, but that day was very hot and that made it harder than it really was. Usually by autumn, the temperature was just right for sports class, but not today. It was even harder for Zephira. She's my best friend, 
and she wears a hijab. I know it's her choice. She wears it because she's a devout Muslim. However, today, as I watched her sweat and struggle under it, I felt sad for her for being so uncomfortable. But I was also so proud of her that she was sticking to something she believes in, something taught to her by her religion. But I was also mad, mad at the kids making fun of her. There is a group of kids in my grade who always make fun of Zephira, and I usually ignore them. Couldn't they leave her alone for one day? Zephira was clearly having a tough time, but they wouldn't give her a break. I found it very cruel. The teacher also noticed Zephira's struggle and wanted to send her inside to refresh herself at the water fountain. But Zephira decided to hang in there and do her best, until finally she fainted. Zephira, I screamed, letting go of the ball I was holding. Arwen, Egan, and I rushed to her side. Egan knew what to do. His mother is a nurse. He had a bottle of water with him. We opened it and wet her face. I fanned her until the teacher came to us. By then, Zephira had opened her eyes. Are you okay? Arwen asked. Of course she is, a voice whispered behind me. She's just faking it. I ignored the voice. Zephira? She shook her head. I'm very dizzy, she whispered. I'll take her to the infirmary, said the teacher, picking Zephira up. You all stay put until I come back, you hear? I wanted two heads of class to make sure no one misbehaves. Silence fell until the teacher had disappeared into the school. Poor Zephira, said Laura in a mocking voice. If she didn't have to wear that ridiculous getup. I don't like Laura. She isn't the nicest person around. She and her group of, are some of the people who tease Zephira constantly. Stop it, I snapped at her. And why would I, Laura said. Because you shouldn't talk like that about someone who is so devoted to her faith, Egan said in a calm, soothing voice. You should do your best to help her. Why, Laura said, looking disgusted by the suggestion. I'm not Muslim, I'm Christian. I don't wear headscarves. I don't think that it's part of worshipping God. Mom says it's a form of repression that keeps women from achieving equality with men. I don't have to support it. No, you don't, agreed Egan. But although we're all different and worship God in our own way, the spirit within is the same. That's why you should be supportive of Zephira, because she is worshipping the same God as you, but in her own way. Arwen gasped. What? I asked, worried. That's it, he said. That's the perfect name. What name? I repeated. I really didn't know what he was talking about. The perfect name for our club, Arwen said. The spirit within. After a short pause, I smiled. I like that name. Egan nodded. I still don't get it, Laura said, pouting. I think that you guys are all weird with your religious stuff. We might look ridiculous to you, I said, but that's what we believe in. The least you can do is to show some respect for other people's beliefs. If you want, you can always come to one of our meetings, Arwen said. As if, Laura said, looking horrified. She flipped her hair back and walked off in a huff. So that's how the name came Great. to be. <laughs>
So I'm speaking with Sahar Sabadi, who's a short story author as well as a children's illustrated book author. And she just read an excerpt from her young adult series called Spirit Within Club. And you read from the first series. And I guess my question, Sahar, is how are you breaking up this series? I'm breaking it up by school year, just because the same things aren't going to be discussed throughout the entire series. So I can't really break it up in that sense. So it's just easier to do it by school year. In addition to the Spirit Within Club and your other work, you have a website, sahrasblog.com. What will people find when they land on your page? Well, it varies a lot. I mean, I've had it for 14 years now, so it's been a while. At this point in time, they're going to find two things. I do monthly book review roundups and a regular series called Quick Thoughts. So the reason I do monthly book review roundups is I really believe that fiction can help us see life in a different way. And it can inspire us to change our own life in order to both grow closer to God and to contribute to building strong, vibrant communities, to speaking up for the oppressed, to understanding underlying issues of racism, sexism, poverty, to really understand these things. Oftentimes when I go to reviews of shows, books or whatever, the reviews don't talk about that aspect of the book. How will this book help me in my path to become a better person and to contribute to making the world a better place? So this is what I'm really trying to do in my reviews. It was difficult in the beginning, but publishers have started really appreciating these reviews. And I have now a few big publishers sending me advanced reader copies because they're appreciating this view of books and of fiction. That's exciting. And the other thing that I do on the blog are th quick thoughts, which kind of tie oftentimes I think about themes that I'm going to write about, for example, Spirit Within Club or in my children's books. And quick thoughts are attempts to apply my understanding of the writings about these topics, kind of practicing writing about them already on my blog and sharing it with readers, but at the same time working on how to put them in a fictional book format as well. And a lot of my older reviews, I, I, I review TV shows and music and movies. I reviewed products. I have guest posts. I have posts on parenting, on community building, on all kinds of stuff on there. And it's going to keep changing as, as I change. And that's also just like with the reason why I left Chills Up and is the same reason I'm leaving a lot of the initial cringeworthy posts up. It's good to see that people evolve and change and especially in a social media landscape where everything is, you know, scrapped clean and presented so beautifully. It's kind of humbling for me and nice for other people to see that you know, we all start from a place of very humble learning. Don't dig too deep, though, in the blog. Just just accept that the initial ones are not that good. You had mentioned that you have a couple of children's illustrated books that you're working on currently. And I guess you are working on a second of your series, of Spirit Within Club? Or where? how far are you along? Third. With... 
third. Okay, so I, two yeah. of the series are published now. Yes. And where can people find your children's books and your Spirit Within Club series? For now, they're all on Amazon. I am hoping to find another way of distributing them. But for now, they're on Amazon. And as I change where they're going to be available, there is a tab on my blog called My Books. I will update purchase links on that. Are you working on anything else in addition to your series, Spirit Within Club, or your current set of children's illustrated book projects? Yes. And your blog. <laughs> yes. I have a standalone children's book that's coming along, too. It's a project that I've been working on for a few years with a really good friend of mine. So that's one extra thing. And another one, I became a mother recently. Well, it still seems very recent. It's been, it's been a few years, but it still feels very recent. Mm -hmm. And I had a lovely group of friends that had children around the same time as me. And I've read quite a number of books about women having children at the same time and what they go through. And I've never read a book about a group of Baha'i women going through this. And about a year ago, I actually was reading one such book. And I remember thinking, I wonder what this would look like if the four women were Baha'is. And so I've started putting that together. One thing that I would like to share is that we need more stories out there that are not the ones we typically read in mainstream media. We need more books and more stories about people who are not, you know, the typical high schooler, the typical kid, the typical family. We need to see different points of views. We need to understand different lifestyles, different things that happen in our lives because we need to work on understanding each other to be able to build bridges and to work together to transform society. Again, one of the reasons I leave the stuff that I that I have written that I now find cringeworthy, <laughs> I leave them up on purpose because I want people to be like, I want people to go and read my initial stuff and see how relatively bad it was. Even Spirit Within Club 1, sometimes I read it and I cringe a little bit. I'm like, oh my God, this needs some massive editing. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it helped so many children see themselves. I have had so many parents message me and be like, God bless you. This book made my child realize that she's not the only person who's thinking about improving the world. And she's not the only person who's worried about why people are suffering and things like that. So even if it's not the best written book, it has made a big difference already. And that's something. I'd like to see more mm. people writing books. Well, Sahar Sabadi, thank you so much for sharing your work with us. Well, thank you for having me. It's yeah. been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sahar Sabadi, author of the young adult book series entitled Spirit Within Club. You can find this interview and other interviews on the website abahaiperspective.com and on the YouTube channel A Baha'i Perspective. For information specifically on the Baha'i faith, you can go to the website baha'i.org or you can call the number 1-800-22-UNITE. I hope you'll join me next time on A Baha'i Perspective.
a bird which soared with the full force of its mighty wings. Ye are even as a bird which soared with the full force of its mighty Satisfy its hunger, it turneth longingly to the water and clay. Impelled to satisfy its hunger to the water and clay of the earth below. Having been in trial, in the mesh of its desire, findeth itself impotent.
Is a broken winged bird, and his flight is very slow. Assist him so that he may fly toward the apex of prosperity and salvation. Wing his way with the utmost joy and happiness throughout the illimitable space. Praise His melody in Thy supreme name, and all the regions exhilarate the ears with this call, with this call, with this call, and brighten the eyes by beholding the sign. Guidance. Oh Lord, I am single, alone, and lowly. For me, there is no support save Thee. No helper.
suffer me to speak, to speak out thy wisdom amongst thy creatures. Verily, thou art the helper of the weak and the defender of the little ones. And
lately I've been getting no rest There's been a lot of things that I'm holding in my chest I hear a lot of people saying life is a test But I confess I feel hopeless And I feel a lot of pain I hear a lot of words that are spoken in vain But I'm not the same as the rest So a voice from within speaks out to say You can't take my heart or take my soul And try as you may, I will not be controlled It's been too long that I have not known The power that rests in the pen that I hold uh, And no, I'm not a toy No, I'm not a puppet No, I'm not a soul that you can deploy I am but a word love that means that I'm tough and I can't be destroyed what game of chess now they got us all feeling neurotic and stress on the world is in misery the people are lost obsessed with themselves fighting for what victory because the battle is within some soul mystery yeah you know you can't take my soul and try as you may i will not be controlled it's been too long that i have not known the power that rests in the pen that i hold uh, and no i'm not a toy no, I'm not a puppet. No, I'm not a soldier that you can deploy. I am but a word, love. That means that I'm tough and I can't be destroyed. What? I'ma stand in this spot cause it's time to begin Begin a new search in the hopes that I find And take back this life that is mine Cause I don't wanna waste no more time I gotta spread the views, reflect the words divine And have hindered me on 
thou forgivest me not Who is there then to grant pardon And if thou hast no mercy upon me Who is capable of showing compassion Glory be unto thee Thou didst create me
lets your heart slip. The enemy, he's got a harsh grip. But when it's got the flips, the script, you're well equipped. Spiritual battleship, bar with friendship. You never trip like a child. You skip along the path of peace until the scales tip. They try to strip you of nobility, but they're foolish, see, because your purity streams from your lips. See the end in the beginning, the beginning and the end. In the enemy, find a brother. In the stranger, find a friend. I never had to live those words quite like you do or my faith defend. But you inspire me to pick up a pen and write verses. Though this is rehearsed, from the heart. The world bursts into the seams and falls apart. But through long suffering, you're building the whole thing. I want to tell the world about the struggle that you're going through I know you're going through hardship I pray to the blessed beauty that he never lets your heart slip The enemy, he's got a harsh grip But when it's got the flips, the script, you're well equipped Spiritual battleship, bond with friendship You never trip like a child You skip along the path of peace until the scales tip They try to strip you of nobility But they're full of seed Cause your purity streams from your lips Yo, they can't see that you've been free Since you believe only fooling themselves When they think you're in captivity But love is the greatest weapon It refuses to fight Only knows how to bring us close and to show us the light that guides in darkness when all you see is heartless cruelty mirror forth his beauty and I know of a certainty that his providence is disguised as calamity so after the crisis there'll always come a victory I know you're going through hardship I pray to the blessed beauty that he never lets your heart slip the enemy he's got a harsh grip but when it's got the flips the script you're well equipped spiritual battleship bond with friendship you never trip like a child you skip along the path of peace until the scales they try to strip you of nobility but they're foolish see cause your purity streams from your lips I know you're going through hardship, hardship, hardship. I know you're going through hardship, hardship, hardship. I know you're going through hardship.